Told you so. It was weird being so critical of the team after a win over the Chicago Bulls, but not 24 hours later, the Pelicans suffer maybe their worst loss of the season against a Damian Lillard-less Portland Trailblazers team where they made all the same mistakes we've routinely seen them make for a handful of games. Enough is enough. Let's break down the three biggest issues with the team and how to fix them. It's Friday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all after the Pelicans fall to the Portland Trailblazers with no Damian Lillard or Yusuf Nurkic or rookie Shaden Sharp, 106-95. You could argue that this is the worst loss of the Pelican season so far. They made the same mistakes we've seen, and we'll break down the three biggest ones and how they fix them to turn this around. Because 6-6, six and six, their record now, while better than last year, still feels like a disappointment when you're making the game harder on yourself. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here breaking down everything you need to know about the team. And today, we're not going to do, if you're a new listener, we occasionally have things that I call angry casts where a loss is so bad, so inexplicable, and the team plays so poorly that we just kind of explode on them, vent a little bit. This is going to be part of one because we're seeing the same mistakes over and over and over again, and it's getting frustrating when there are some things they can try, there are fixes they can make, adjustments they can make, and they're just not doing that. And this loss was really summed up, I thought, by something CJ McCollum said after the game. And here's his quote. The ball will go in and will win some games. This is just a tough part of the season. A lot of games on the road, a lot of tough losses. Everything's not supposed to be easy. You're supposed to go through trials and tribulations, end quote. Just simply based on what he said, and hold on here, he's not wrong. It's not always going to be easy. It's going to be tough. You learn and you grow from that, right? But here's the thing about that quote that drives me freaking insane. You're not supposed to make it tough on yourself. You're not supposed to make it not easy on yourself. You're not supposed to create the trials and tribulations yourself by making the same mistakes over and over and over again. They're going through what could be described, and I don't. Th- I think this is slight hyperbole, a flawed process right now with the way they approach their offense, with the way they approach their rotations, and getting away from their strengths. And those are the three things we're going to look at in today's show. So, yeah, everything's not always going to be easy, but how about an opponent makes it hard for you rather than you making it hard for yourself? That's the frustrating thing from what C.J. McCollum said. You've got to recognize that. Willie Green needs to recognize that, and there need to be changes. So let's start with the offense and point Zion and how they're using him. You look at the box score and you're going to say, wow, he had a great game. 
Zion Williamson scored 29 points on 14 shots. He went to the free throw line 15 times. That's awesome, right? Except through the first three quarters, he had six shot attempts. And only when he decided that he needed to try and save this team after Brandon Ingram had fouled out, did he get going. And in the fourth quarter where he scored 17 points, the dude was basically unstoppable. But at that point, it was too little too late. And the Pelicans in the second half of this game scored a total of 38 points. This is a team with C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas, and you muster 38 points in the second half? No. That should never be happening. They scored 36 points, 33 points in the fourth quarter against the Chicago Bulls less than 24 hours ago. They did 38 points over two quarters. Uh Uh-uh. That's not right. You've got to figure this out. And it's pretty simple. Stop posting up Zion Williamson all the time. Use him at the top of the three-point line and let him open up shots for others. Not let them open up shots for him. This is where we need to criticize C.J. McCollum, who's having a rough shooting season. And I don't doubt that C.J. knows how to shoot. And it's just a stretch and it's weird and he will be fine. But he's pressing the matter too much right now. You saw it routinely in the first half of this game. Early shots in the shot clock or trying to attack the basket and break down the defense like a point guard and he turns the ball over. Enough of that. You've got to recognize when this isn't working. He had five turnovers on the night. You got to change it up. He needs to work off ball more and you need to put the ball in Zion's hands and Brandon Ingram's hands and let them create and let him be a spot up shooter or a guy that's working as a cutter, not the guy initiating and creating your offense because it is not falling for him right now. He was six of 17 from the field in this. He was one of seven from three. That's how it's been going all season long. He will be fine. I promise you that. But right now, you've got to realize it's not working for him, so you need to dial him back some. After the game, he said he's been sick, he's been dealing with something, and that he feels like poop emoji is what he said. Then don't play him or scale him back if he's not 100%. If this is impacting how he plays, stop doing it. It's that simple. The Portland Trailblazers basically rested Damian Lillard in this game, and they still won. Trust your other guys if that's the case. But Willie Green doesn't trust some of these guys. And that's something we'll get to in the second and third segment of today's show. But there's some things that are broken here. You should not have uh, CJ McCollum taking 17 shot attempts while Brandon Ingram gets 12. And he fouled out, so that's a bit of a misnomer there. Or Zion taking 14. Now, Zion took more than that. He just got fouled, so they don't show up as shot attempts in this. He had 15 free throws to CJ's zero. But at a certain point, good things happen when you put the ball in Zion's hands. There were a couple of possessions where that happened. You get him the ball at the top of the three-point line. He takes a couple of steps in, and we've seen this regularly. I could be describing multiple plays in multiple games. Takes a couple steps in and draws like three defenders. Kicks it out to the three-point line. Defense rotates to kind of run that guy off the three-point line with a long closeout. Defender gets close, so they just kicked it to the other open man. And they take a shot and they make a shot. It's as simple as that. Do more of that. Stop posting up Zion down low where he's easier to defend. When he doesn't get a full head of steam, you can stop him at the rim. When he does, good luck. 
Good luck, or he's going to the free throw line, which is what he did here. That's where they start to officiate him as a guard, not a big. This needs to change. This just straight up has to change. We've seen it by now. Stop minimizing the way that you use Zion Williamson and let him create for others rather than trying to get others to create for him. This is mismanagement of their offense. They had an offensive rating in this game under 100. That ain't going to get it done. That's how you're going to lose a game. Their offensive rating in this one uh, was terrible. It was exactly 100. That's rounding up. It was under 100. You don't win games when that's going to be the case. You need to go out and be able to use your pieces better. And they didn't do a good job of that. They haven't done a good job of that. And this is something that I've been harping on. And I said it's going to cost them games. Well, guess what? It just cost them a game that didn't have Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, or Shaden Sharp in it. There's no reason the Pelicans should have lost this at home. Yeah, they were on the second night of a back-to-back, but guess what? The Portland Trailblazers were too. This was an inexcusable loss from that perspective. So coming up, let's get into it with the lineups, the defense, and the rotations because that is a problem. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before, and then we'll get into Jonas Valanciunas in the third segment because what are the Pelicans doing there? Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, the number one source for betting, sports info, stats, and analysis. If you want to bet against the Pelicans, which right now seems like a great idea, you can do it over at BetOnline.net. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, whether it's football to basketball, soccer, the World Cup's coming up. They got esports as well. They've got it covered at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and I really hope you do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. So they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today. You can also get there on your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening right now over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, the good, the bad, right now the bad, not a full-on angry cast, but you can hear the annoyance in my voice. And now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter to the biggest stories in all of sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And today, we are like a semi-angry cast, something like that, talking about the Pelicans' 106-95 loss to the Damian Lillard lacking Portland Trailblazers. This was not a good game for New Orleans. They played horribly. The The decisions by the coaching staff and the team were pretty bad. Just all around a really frustrating loss. And if you're angry at the team, if you're venting on however long Twitter exists for, I understand because this is something that needs to change. And we talked about it literally in yesterday's show. A couple of y'all in the comments were like, why are you being so critical of the team in a win? And I even said on the show, this feels kind of weird, but you can see these are going to lead to problems down the line. And guess what happens in the next game? Those problems come up again and they lose. And they lose pretty badly to a team they shouldn't have lost to. The good news with this, if you want to look at the silver lining is, at least you're figuring this out now. 
And if you make the right kind of adjustments and all of these things are fixable, we just talked about how they need to use Zion offensively and how it opens things up for the teammates, right? That'll fix CJ. Just get him a bunch of open catch and shoot threes and get him in rhythm that way. Zion will be able to provide that for him. But if they keep trying to have CJ like surgically dissect the defense, he turns it over. It's not going to work. But that's fixable. We're going to talk about the lineups and the defense here. Those are fixable things. Same thing with Jonas Valanciunas in the next segment as well. So let's look at the lineups, the defense. So with the rotations, a lot's being made about those, and I do think to an extent rightfully so. However, I've talked about this, and I really want you all to understand this. It's not easy to just take minutes away from someone. You can't take two minutes away from, you know, a, a guy like Devonte and three minutes away from Najee and give those five total minutes to someone else. You, you got to play guys a certain minimum for the most part is how it works. Usually it's 15 minutes. Trust me, that comes from multiple coaches around the league and me talking to them about this. So Devonte Graham hasn't probably played bad enough that you just drop him completely from the rotation and you want to run nine or 10 guys. So they're already doing that. So it, it makes it really tough for the Pelicans and Willie Green to really find a rotation and lineups that work. But at the same point, what you're doing right now is not working. The defense has really regressed these past four or five games or so as you've hit a little bit of a slide. And Devontae Graham, despite making some defensive plays in games, consistently on like a, a possession-to-possession basis has not been good on that side of the ball. He's gotten some blocks, he's taken some charges, and like credit to him. He's out there trying in a way that we didn't see from him last year. But it's also just not working for the most part. And it's really summed up by one play that we saw in the third quarter. The Portland Trailblazers had a baseline inbounds play, and the guy Devontae, I, I forget who it was specifically, the guy Devontae Graham was guarding just cut to the basket, received a bounce pass from the inbounder and scored and just blew by Devontae Graham. There were multiple times that they just don't seem to know how to navigate pick and rolls. That was a real big issue in that Indiana uh, Pacers loss. And it's just not working. And for a team that relied on a guy like Dyson Daniels when there were injuries, Guarded Luka Doncic fairly well, at least, you know, clamped him down some possessions and, and held him in the fourth quarter. Did a decent enough job against LeBron James. And, you know, Luka's an MVP candidate this year. LeBron James is freaking LeBron James. Why, why is he not playing? You're on the second night of a back-to-back. This team looks tired. They cannot get a stop. Why aren't you playing the guy that you drafted to play defense who has good size, who can fight through screens a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. And it's very frustrating to see. Devontae Graham, not a bad player this year, has made some big threes, has made some plays. But look, I think it's safe to say he's not the answer. He's not the answer to what ails them with this sort of thing. Is Dyson Daniels? It's a question mark. I don't know. But you know what? I I know for sure for sure right now that it's not, not a no. I, I don't know if I did that right. Devontae Graham's not the answer. Dyson Daniels could be. It might not work out that way, but shouldn't you try it at a certain point in time? And it feels like we're at that certain point in time. This defense has been bad. This defense has been bad. And when you can't get stops like that, the Pelicans have to inbound the ball and their half-court offense is struggling because of 
segment one. They're not using their guys in the right kind of ways. So your bad defense is leading to worse offense. And now we're the snake that eats its own tail. And we're in this like circle thing that's feeding off itself. You're going to lose basketball games if that's the case. And that's what they just did in this one. That inbounds play where like, come on, just stick with your guy. He cuts down. Don't let him or stop him. And it was just so easy for Portland to be able to do that. Open three-pointers because the Pelicans are allowing too much dribble penetration from the perimeter, getting to the teeth of their defense down low into the paint, into the restricted area. And then they pass out of it, and it moves around and around and around. They didn't find an open shooter, and Jeremy Grant nails a three. And now we're angry because of that. And it's the same thing. I have done this segment on the show, like the past like four games. I've talked about this. It feels like a lot. It's Groundhog Day here. We're just doing, I'm doing the same show again with different players and team names plugged in. At a certain point, if that's the case, you've got to change something. And Willie Green is being stubborn and not doing it. And we saw this to a lesser degree with Trey Murphy last year, or the same degree. You got to change it. It's that simple. It's losing you games right now. You know, this team went to a small ball lineup with Zion at the five. We saw this for a couple minutes against the Indiana Pacers. I was chatting with Will Guillory of The Athletic before the game, front of the show. We were joking about that. And then they went away from it because it was terrible. And then they tried to run this in the fourth quarter when they needed to get back into the game down eight or so. And they didn't make up any ground whatsoever. In fact, that was a negative out there. They couldn't rebound. They couldn't get stops because it's bad defensively. Don't do it. Don't do it. We know that that small ball five lineup with Zion out there is not great. They gave up offensive rebounds to Portland, who got second chance points, killing a lot of clock while doing that too. It just doesn't work. And Willie Green, does he not see it? Does he not know? Like, it's... It, it's you, you hear me like stuttering because I don't know what to say. Like, I don't have an answer for y'all. I, I would like it. A lot of y'all ask me on Twitter, you know, why is it, why isn't Dyson Daniels playing? And my answer would be like, cause he's a rookie, I guess. And Willie Green doesn't want to play him. That's not a good answer. It's not the answer that it should be. These are the examples of the team making these trials and tribulations for themselves. They're fighting an, an invisible enemy. You know, there's like six different kinds of story, right? There's like man versus himself. This is this is team versus itself is what they're doing right now. You don't need to create an invisible enemy to give you some adversity to fight through when the wins are there for the taking. You don't need to be like Michael Jordan making up slights that players never said just to give him motivation. Just go out and play well. And the Pelicans aren't doing that. And the lineups and the rotations are not doing that either. You need to make some changes to that. You need to make some changes to the combinations you throw out there because what we've seen so far, it's bad. Straight up, it's bad. All right, I've gone too long in this segment. Let me get into another one. Getting away from their strengths. This ties into that small ball lineup the Pelicans played in this one that didn't work. Let's get into that. And Jonas Valanciunas coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans because i got some things I want to say about that. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. Break, breaking down what we got to break down about the team. Talking about the topics we got to talk about the team. Even if we've already said them before. 
And that's what we do here at Locked On Pelicans. Now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Literally, they cover all sports. They're going to tell you everything you need to know. I don't want to watch that awful Thursday night football game, but it'll give me a quick recap on what I need to know about that. Whether it's the offseason in baseball and who big free agents are for the various teams, including the Astros, who've got a ton, it sounds like. Locked On Sports Today, covering all the things you need around all sports in like under 30 minutes. It's awesome. One-stop shop. But today here on Locked On Pelicans, we are talking about the Pelicans 106-95 double-digit loss to Portland Trailblazers team that didn't have Damian Lillard. But we don't need to talk about Damian Lillard right now. We actually need to talk about Yusuf Nurkic, their starting center, who did not play in this game. Coming into this, talking to various people at the arena, it's like, oh, this is going to be a big Valanchunas game. He's going to eat. You hear me rubbing my hands there if you're just listening to the podcast version, like, oh, big JV game coming up. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Didn't even play 20 minutes in this one and had a fairly rough game. Missed just like a lot of bunnies at the rim, like shots he normally makes. Two of eight from the field, seven total points, but 11 rebounds. So here's the thing. They go away from him a lot, and I don't like it. He's a very good player. Last season, you could argue that over the course of the year, he was at times the most impactful player for New Orleans and maybe the most consistent player. We also saw him basically single-handedly win a game for New Orleans earlier in the year against Charlotte during their 3-0 start. And they seem to be getting away from him. They really want to go with a small ball type of lineup with Larry Nance Jr. at center. And you've seen that a lot. And I love Larry Nance Jr., He is a good player. I'm thrilled he's here. I'm thrilled they signed him to an extension. But one of the Pelicans' strengths is offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding and just eating up all of the boards. Well, they've been out-rebounded the past couple of games. You gave up 11 offensive boards here. You gave up 18 or 17, 18 second-chance points to the Portland Trailblazers because you went small. In the fourth quarter... Why not play JV more? Why did you go with that small ball lineup that you pulled off the court almost immediately against the Indiana Pacers and instead try it here when that didn't work? Valanciunas didn't play in the fourth quarter for New Orleans at all. In the second half, he played a total of six minutes. They scored 38 points. They were out-rebounded by the... um, Portland Trailblazers on the night. It feels like a game where the opponent is missing their starting center and they don't have anyone who's really able to keep up with Valanchunas should should keep trying to feed Valanchunas. But this comes back to what we talked about in the first segment and the second segment too. You see how I bring it all together here in the third? You know, the first segment is CJ probably shooting too much and trying to initiate too much of the offense and it's not working. And it means you have to sideline a guy. And right now it's Valanciunas. He was being guarded by Jabari Walker a ton of time. Jabari Walker is a forward at six foot seven. Justice Winslow plays small ball five for him. He's six six. There is a big height advantage here for New Orleans. You also had Drew Eubanks doing it too. He's normal center size, but it's have you heard of Drew Eubanks before? Probably not. When undrafted, Jonas Valanciunas can win that matchup, but they go away from him, and I don't understand why at times. You saw New Orleans not really attack the offensive glass like they normally do. Well, because they played small, and that lineup doesn't rebound well, offensively or defensively. 
So I don't know why New Orleans gets away from their strengths. There is a very clear identity that we've been able to see with this team, and they're just not doing it right now. They're averaging about three, four less offensive rebounds this game and the past couple of games than they normally do. That's not how this team is built to win. That's how you make life harder for yourself. This team is not really built to play small ball yet. I think Zion can grow into that role eventually. You can play it for minutes with Larry Nance Jr. out there, but you can't play it with Zion at the five and some of these other lineups that you really want to use. The death lineup doesn't exist. It's not effective. Unfortunately, I wish it was because it would be so cool, but we've seen it. it. It hasn't been good. Maybe over the season it evolves, but not right now. This is the time where you put Valanciunas back in. Use his size. At least let him rebound and end possessions and not keep gifting second chance points to the opponent. We've said this for a couple games now. This was a winnable game for New Orleans. This is a game they should have won. Not even winnable. They should have won it. And instead they... I don't want to say they gave it away. Credit to Portland for doing what they needed to do down guys and guys like Jeremy Grant stepping stepping up and others. But come on. Anthony Simons, 23 points. Jeremy Grant, 27 points. Josh Hart, 17 points. Nasser Little off the bench, 15 points. Winnable game. Dame is what makes that team work, even though Portland's good this year. You got to take advantage of that. And instead of doing that, New Orleans just goes, hey, we're going to make all the mistakes. Can you can you do fewer mistakes than us, Portland? And Portland's like, yeah, we definitely can. And they won. You had a six-game homestand. It's now a five-game homestand after this to really build some momentum. Maybe with some rest, things will change. They seem to be putting a lot on that. But based on what we're seeing right now, if you play like this again, you'd make these same mistakes, you're going to lose again. This has been building for a while. It finally crescendoed with this double-digit loss to the Portland Trailblazers. It's time to fix these things. The good news is they're all fixable. They're all fixable. But this has been apparent for a while now. We'll see if it's apparent to the coaching staff, to the front office in this team soon because they're back in action. If you're listening to this on Friday, tomorrow, on Saturday, I'll be there after the Tulane game roll wave. We'll see. We'll see. Otherwise, it's not going to get a whole lot easier for the team, even on this homestead. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans this week on Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all on Monday.